What's going on, everybody? I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you're listening to our podcast, Two Brothers and a Review. That's right, Two Brothers and a Review. Welcome back. Uh, just wanted to go ahead and plug the Instagram real quick for you. It's Two Bros in a Review. You know, once we get to 100 followers on our Instagram, we will be doing live reaction videos alongside our reviews. That's right. Um, so make sure you follow us on Two Bros in a Review. Like he said, once we get to 100, we'll start doing those live action, live reaction uh, reviews. Um, in addition to that, I mentioned a few times, I will also be doing some hot sauce tastings alongside the, the review that you'll be able to see me and be drinking a lot of water, milk, whatever it may be. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, hit us up on Two Bros and Review. Hit that follow button. It's where you get to see all of our um, cover movie cover edits and the other informational posts that we've been posting um, about the reviews that we've done and whatnot. We post some silly shit. We post some informational shit too. So yeah, just go follow us, Two Bros and Review. Um, obviously weekly, please continue to listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all them other platforms. If there is a particular one that we are not on, slide into our DMs over there at Two Bros and Review and let us know which one we're not on and we will do everything we can to get us on there for you. That's right. And if you guys could also please go on that purple icon on your Apple device is the Apple Podcast icon. Go on there, search Two Bros in a Review, Two Brothers in a Review, actually, and uh, leave us a comment, five stars. Just make it funny. Make us laugh. Yep. If you make us laugh, we might read it on our podcast. Um, we may not. You never know. <laughs> but there's a chance that we'll read read your review. Um, we got to get a lot of reviews before we start doing that again, though. We've already we've already read a few. So give us those reviews, guys. Um Call to action. Just follow us on Instagram, Two Bros and Review. Listen to us weekly and review our podcast on Apple. Those are the things that you can do for us, and they're all free. Please, please help us do it. Yes, please do it. All right, before we get into the review of the thing, I just want to apologize. We did not have an episode available last Saturday. Uh, it's entirely my fault. I had some personal things going on with my house, so I was unable to get with Kyle to do the review. Um, but we are back now. We're going to do today's review of The Thing, and along with The Thing, another episode to make up for last week's will drop. So listen to the end, and you'll find out what that will be. However, both will be available this Saturday at noon, which you'll be listening to now, hopefully. Uh, another thing... We've been doing it over Zoom because I had some uh, COVID exposure and I wanted to make sure I kept my distance from Kyle's. So we were doing it over Zoom. I didn't want him to not be able to go on his uh, snowboarding trip to Utah. Yeah. <laughs> but we are back. I am at his house recording this, so the audio will be better. Thank you guys for your patience, and I think it is time to get into some housekeeping. Yes. Um, the last time we... Review the last movie we reviewed was my favorite movie, Inglorious Bastards. So I've got just a few things to hit for the housekeeping. Uh, first, on multiple occasions during the review, I kept referring to the Nazi major as Hellstrom or Hellstorm. Sorry, Hellstorm. See, now I say it right. I kept referring to him as Hellstorm. 
His name is Major Hellstrom, H-E-L-L-S-T-R-O-M. So, um, I did mention it during the review that I was saying it wrong, but as always, I want to bring it back up in housekeeping. It's Major Hellstrom. And again, another pronunciation that I was unsure if I was saying it correctly or not. Um, The soldier who starred in the movie's movie, Nation's Pride, his name was pronounced Frederick Zoller. We thought it was Zoller. I just double-checked to make sure. Indeed, it is Frederick Zoller. And then lastly, I asked for listeners to comment under the movie cover edit of Inglorious Bastards with shout-outs that they, that they had picked up on in the movie, and then I would give them a shout-out on this pod and potentially a surprise as well. Well, I apparently sent the picture to someone other than my brother, <laughs> and it just completely slipped through the cracks and it was never posted. So it will be posted as soon as I get it to Kyle. Apologies. And then, <laughs> yes, I apologize. Um, and then you can go ahead and post those um, shout outs that you noticed that were in the movie. So any shout outs are in Inglorious Bastards, post them under the Inglorious Bastards cover edit, and then we will potentially read them. On our next pod, and I'll potentially have a surprise as well. But that's all I've got for housekeeping. The sweeping is done. Heck yeah, so it's time for the facts. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Alright, so The Thing is a 1982 American science fiction horror film directed by John Carpenter and written by Bill Lancaster based on John W. Campbell Jr.'s 1938 novella, Who Goes There? It tells the story of a group of American researchers in Antarctica who encounter a parasitic extraterrestrial life form that assimilates, that assimilates, then imitates other organisms, starring Kurt Russell, Wilfred Brimley, diabetes guy, and many others. I, I think that... They're intentionally making these tongue twisters. I don't know about you, but it just seems like they're getting worse and worse. You read that pretty well. I think I would have stumbled over, assimilates the imitates, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I think it's just so that you don't fucking read it and you just watch the just movie. Just watch the movie, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll get to the, the summary on the back of that case. Horrormeister John Carpenter teams with Kurt Russell's outstanding performance with incredible visuals to build this chilling version of the classic The Thing. In the winter of 1982, a 12-man research team at a remote Antarctic research station discovers an alien buried in the snow for over 100,000 years. Soon unfrozen, the form-changing alien wreaks havoc, creates terror, and becomes one of them. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, it's rated R with a runtime of 109 minutes. 109 minutes. <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, it had a budget of $15 million, and it grossed only $19.6 million at the North American box office. Uh, didn't have any worldwide um, box office, so I guess it was just released in North America. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty low low gross yeah. 1.5 million of the 15 million budget was spent on rob botten's creature effects and necessities to create an alien capable of taking any form so basically they spent a million 1.5 million dollars to 
do the effects. Exactly. Which, I mean, shit, they could have spent, like, $10 million and I would have been happy <laughs> because... But, I mean, the $1.5 million was pretty good, in my opinion. But we're not two opinions yet. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, the Thing was released in 1982 to very negative reviews. Hmm, wonder why. It was described as instant junk. I wouldn't go that far. But has since been repraised as one of the best science fiction and horror films ever made. It has very much developed a cult following. Real quick, you already touched on it a little bit. We're not to opinions yet, but horror film? I, I know it's classified as a sci-fi horror film, but I don't really consider this a horror film. This just is like a a sci-fi thriller yeah. at the most. I, I mean, yeah, it is, but, you know... People join cults for a reason, and <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, despite the negative reviews, Entertainment Weekly ranked The Thing as the twelfth scariest movies of all time. Again, I don't know that it was all that scary, but I mean, I guess <laughs> I was startled. Not, <laughs> not yeah, twelfth startlest movie of all time. Uh, during filming, the twenty-one-year-old holy fuck, twenty-one. Uh, Botten was hospitalized for exhaustion, double pneumonia, and a bleeding ulcer caused by ex- by an extensive workload. Botten himself explained he would hoard the work, opting to be directly involved in many of the comp- to be involved in many of the complicated tasks. <laughs> I can completely understand that. I'm one of those type of people that would would do that myself. But double pneumonia and a bleeding ulcer. Holy shit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> one of the uh, special effects scenes that he was involved in is my favorite scene. We'll get to that again later. But it's the chomp scene. Um, false arms were attached to a w- double amputee, allowing them to be bitten off by the chest mount- mouth. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. They went above and beyond yeah. for that one. Uh, many things were not filmed due to the cost of production being too high. To include different camera slash filming techniques, set locations, and special effects. Why didn't the, the studio just give them a little bit extra money? Come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, the Thing has roughly between 6 to 10 minutes of screen time. So the movie runs for 109 minutes, you said. But the main creature monster, The Thing, mm-hmm. is only on screen for 6 to 10 minutes of that. The That's... one where it just shows just The Thing, right? Like... Yeah, I mean, well, it's a combination of, like, the short period of time that he's the wolf. We're Uh, spoiling the review, but, and then just different versions of the thing. You combine them all, it's only about six to ten minutes. This isn't a movie fact, but uh, something I discovered while doing my research. This movie has become part of the culture in Antarctica. It's a long-standing tradition in all British Antarctic research stations to watch The Thing as part of their midwinter feast and celebration held every June 21st. Oh, well, shit. Maybe that's what we should start doing. Every June 21st, just watch The Thing just for... Uh, I don't just, know about all that. Yeah, I know. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, pretty, I, it's pretty cool that it's <clears throat> a movie, American movie, has made that big of an impact that the research stations for British Antarctic are doing it every year. It's, it's pretty neat. I wonder if John Carpenter makes a trip out there for it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wild. Yeah. Him and Kurt. <laughs> uh, well, I guess uh, everybody has them, so it's time to get into these opinions. May I tell you what I think happened? Alrighty then. First, before we get into this, I have to ask. Uh, 
I realize it's a, a sci-fi alien movie, but the concept closely resembles the, um, the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. And doing the research, I found out that it was around the same time that the movie was filmed that AIDS started coming to the forefront as far as research and the public knowing about AIDS and everything. But, so, let's just hear me out. You can't tell who is infected by just looking at someone. Mm-hmm. And the only way to identify who has it is a blood test. <laughs> that's AIDS, and that's this movie. I don't know. Do you think... What's your opinion? Do you think it's a coincidence, or do you think it was intentionally done? I mean, it could be coincidence, but it is also John Carpenter, so it could also be, like, intentional. So we ne- you never really know, like... Maybe a little bit of both. John Carpenter, follow us on uh, Two Bros and a Review, and uh, message us. Let us know if it was an intentional or a uh, coincidence. Yeah, let- let's have John Carpenter on the pod. We can yeah. ask him plenty of questions about his, his at your terrific voice. movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wanted... I-, I noticed that when I was watching. I was like, man, that's... That oddly resembles AIDS. So I just I just wanted to bring it up. I could be way off. Like it could just be a straight coincidence. I don't know. If if you guys think the same thing, hit us up in those comments on our Instagram two bros interview. Go to the cover edit of the thing and just post in the comments what, what you think about that. Tell me I'm crazy or tell me you agree, you know what I mean? Uh a immediate problem that I had, um, the unsteadiness of the cam in the opening sequence as the the helicopter came in. Did you did you notice how it was unsteady? And the rest of the movie it wasn't. Like once the wolf started running through the snow, it seemed like it it was a steady cam or it was like steady. But prior to that, it was like they were using a steady cam, but unintentionally being unsteady. So it was like wobbling, and it didn't make any sense because normally that would be when there's a person. And they want you to see their point of view, like mm-hmm. they, like John Carpenter did with Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. But in this, there that there was no point for it. And like I said, it only happened for those few seconds in the beginning, and then it never happened again in the rest of the movie. And that just bothered me from the get. I, I didn't even notice it. Didn't even notice it. <laughs> I mean, like you said, like it, if if it steadied out a little bit, like shortly after, I probably just didn't catch it. I, there might have been something going on at my house when I was watching it because. I'm pretty sure Brittany watched it, like, a little bit of it with me before she went to bed, but... It's literally seconds into it, and it only lasts for a few seconds, but it just bothered me, because I'm like, why is it unsteady? I don't understand, but... Whatever. Yeah, I mean... I, you know, I got Murphy always jumped on my lap, and Archie, who knows what was going on. <laughs> I understand. But I'll have to... I mean, I'm sure I'll notice it if I go back and watch it now, you know? Yeah, anybody listening who haven't watched it, I guarantee you're going to notice it now, and you're going to be like, fuck you, Nathan. But <laughs> <laughs> what did you, before we, like, start going through everything, what, did, what is your overall opinion of the movie? What did you think? Because this wasn't even your choice. This was your boss's choice. Yeah, Nick, uh, Nick Geese, a.k.a. Lopan, uh, you know, that I know we said we were going to do favorites, but he had recommended it to me, so I was like, you know what? We might as well just do it. I haven't ever seen it, so I mean, this is my first time seeing it. So, I think overall, it like if I had to rate it, I would probably rate it maybe a six. On a scale of ten. A scale of ten, because I mean the, I know they spent one point five million on just the graphics, special effects. Yeah, yeah, the special effects, but. The special effects are what does it for me in movies, really. And the acting itself. Right. 
Well, well, first thing, shout out to Nick. Thank you for choosing the movie. That was, I can't say it's one of my favorites. We'll get into that. But thank you for definitely listening and suggesting that. Also, thank you for helping with my daughter's skateboard for Christmas. She loves it. So thank you, the man. Oh, yeah. Back to the movie review. Um, six is pretty high. I guess it's kind of mediocre, but on a scale of one to ten, without even letting anybody know my real opinions yet, I'll just straight off say I might give it a four, maybe a four and a half. <laughs> but you talk about the special effects. I I love, first okay. First off, before I say this, I I don't hate the movie. It's not a bad movie. I just wouldn't. Be like, hey, you need to watch the thing. I wouldn't refer it to somebody. And this, this is my this is my reasoning why, okay? You can tell me if you agree or not. The special effects, on point, loved it. $1.5 million, well worth it. They probably should have put another million or two and it have been better. The problem I have with the movie isn't even the plot. The plot's good. I like the premise. I like the idea, the story. It's the dialogue. It's lacking. The, the acting, also, acting is good. I mean, it's not like Denzel and... Will Smith and Jim Carrey and all our favorite actors or anything. Kurt Russell's good. Everybody in the cast is good. It's just the dialogue is fell flat with me, and I couldn't get into it. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? The dialogue is bland. It, I, I'll give you that. Uh, if you were to take the dialogue out, then I would probably rate it a four and a half. You know, but... Or the special... Uh, the, I gotcha. If you took yeah. the special effects out... Yeah. And, and didn't increase the the dialogue, you would rate it a four and a half. I got gotcha. you. But, I mean, if you took the special effects out and the acting out, then, you know, or you took the special effects out, it's pretty much a podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, with me, movies are mainly visual. So, like, if something, like, I mean, like, continuity, continuity errors are one thing, you know, but just the way they they did the scenes, I know they, like, they kind of fucked up on some of the, like, uh, transitions. But I'm sure, like, I'm sure you picked up on it, you know. But, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, they're, for the most part, the the movie was good in my book. Yeah. It's not, it's not <clears throat> a bad, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I don't want people to think that I'm saying it's a bad movie. It's just not one that I would recommend everybody go watch. Like, I'll 100% say, hey, go watch Glorious Bastards. That movie is a shit, and I'll argue to the death about it. But... This I mean, I would even say, hey, go watch The Grinch Stole Christmas. Everybody knows I'm not a fan of The Grinch Stole Christmas, but I can see it's good points or whatever. This movie I just couldn't get into. I couldn't I couldn't back, I guess you could say it. But enough of that. We both know what we overall think about it. We'll start getting into some of the opinions now. Maybe by the end I'll come around and you'll change my mind on some <laughs> of the things you say. We'll see. <clears throat> First thing, dude took the shot like in the leg like a champ. Yeah. He definitely. He couldn't take the stitches. He became a little bitch with the stitches, but he took the shot in the leg like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> I also had in my notes to say what the fuck was up with them shooting at the wolf? Because just the opening, it's like they're shooting, they're chasing this wolf, they're trying to kill it. And I'm like, what the what the fuck's wrong with these motherfuckers? And then, not too long after, I realized, okay, I know why they were going after the wolf now. But I'm wondering, I don't know why I just thought about this, but like, is Sarah Palin? Like a fan of the thing, like you know how they say she was in a helicopter shooting up wolves. No, I didn't know. You don't remember that they were saying <laughs> Wait, that's politics, and I I try to steer clear of 
anything politics. This isn't pol- political. She was. I was just. She's political. Yes. So if I hear her name, I normally ignore yeah. it unless they say like, "Oh, Sarah pa- Palin showed boobs," and then I might look. But yeah, well, I mean, that's usually the first thing that I think of. Like, oh, but uh, <laughs> no, like apparently uh, a while ago she got in trouble because, or she was being like criticized because she was shooting wolves from a helicopter instead of. Oh. So. This okay, I get, <laughs> I get the reference now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners uh, understood it and got a little chuckle, but yeah, they couldn't hit that motherfucking wolf to save their lives. Like, I, I get it. They're scientists, so they're they're not trained to shoot guns. They're trained to test the species, but still, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking. You're talking about the Norwegians, right? All of them. They're all scientists. Well, I know, but the one cat pulled out a fucking pistol through the window and shot him in the eye. Yeah, like, and there was another time later that. The Americans knew what they were doing with yeah. the weapons. I, I think, think it's just the Norwegians that. Yeah, Americans know. Like, come on now, we know we know about our guns here in America, <laughs> America. Uh, <laughs> so, I saw the roller skates coming down the hall. It was trope, or trope. There it is. First uh, feet, first introduction. Mm-hmm. But I saw those roller skates, and I thought it was like, all right, I'm gonna pan up to a some nice, hot tan, roller chick legs. I was, I was wrong. Yeah, the darkness you saw there was the hair on their legs. <laughs> He's looking at the dude's moose knuckle. <laughs> Come on, you didn't when you saw the roller because all it showed was the roller skates. You yeah. didn't think, all right, this is an eighties movie. It's gonna roll up to the or move up to the the girl's legs and then a hideous eighties face. But no, yeah, no, all right. I guess I'm I'm the only one, but. There was actually no chicks at all in this movie, except for the voice of the computer that uh, Kurt Russell Mack in the movie was playing chess with. Which, by the way, is, I believe, John Carpenter's wife at the time. She voiced the computer. That's good to know. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's the only woman in the whole movie. Yeah, that's a surprise. Like, I, I mean, I didn't notice it like watching it, but when we were like talking about it, like a little bit ago, I was like, you know what, you're fucking right. There's no chicks in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's not. I mean, I think Crazy. there might have been a poster or something in the background. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I have to look at that too. Living in Antarctica for however long they were living there, and, and the women, whew, couldn't do it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, later in the movie, the cook comes out. He's got some shit-stained underwear. He's like, somebody's leaving their... Who left their dirty drawers in my kitchen trash can? Or something like that. I can't remember exact exact <laughs> words. But he gives them to Kurt Russell. Mac, again. Mac is his name in the movie. And he just he just handles them like like it's a, a clean paper towel or something. Like, I don't know about you, but somebody hands me some fucking shit-stained drawers. I'm flipping the fuck out. <laughs> I... Seeing, like, I know how, like, blood dries, so I, like, I assumed that it was, like, the thing that attached itself to one of the humans, right. and it was just dried up blood. Yeah, so but I it was, think but shit. it was on underwear. Like, yeah. if it was dried up blood on a shirt, okay, but this was underwear, and it, it looked like shit streaks. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the 80s, you know how weird the 80s is. <laughs> underwear, they wore clothes under their clothes, so that was their underwear, okay, their drawers. I, but he said drawers, so I just automatically went to, my mind went to, it was shit-stained underwear. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, moving on from the shit-stains. You already mentioned the transitions. Yeah, that's... <laughs> you, let me let's ask you this question. You just got back from... 
Utah, mm-hmm. and I know you edited a, a sweet ass video. What's your favorite? What transition do you think you use the most in that, or what's your favorite one? My favorite transition that I usually use because it, it's easy for the eyes is a cross a crossfade. Okay, but I what one do you think you use the most? I don't know if I used any. I did use a dip okay. black at the end. You did use a dip black? Okay, so you know where I'm going with this. Yes, I know. That's How why I many times that. could you use the dip to, dip to black transition? Because this movie was heavy on the dip to black transitions. It's all right. I mean, it, it pulled it off. I think I think you said it earlier um, when we were talking. It, it showed kind of like time lapse or whatever. Like, okay, end of scene. Showed a little bit of time transition or whatever. They also used the uh, fade to white for the daylight scenes. Mm-hmm. So those two were heavily used, but I don't think they could pull it off in 2021. No, definitely not. <laughs> but it, it definitely, for this movie, it worked because it was, like you were saying, like it shows like the uh, period of time that we've lost. Like, you know, like it, it's, yeah. it's helpful. That doesn't make it, you think that worked. all this happened in one day. You know, right. it's just like, no, it was the course of a couple. <laughs> but, yeah. When Mac fries Palmer after testing his blood, okay, you know what you see I'm talking about? When they got them all tied up, and uh, Kurt R- Mac, played by Kurt Russell, has got the flamethrower, mm-hmm. and he heats up the needle, needle or whatever yeah. and puts it in. Excuse me. Um, and then uh, Palmer is uh the guy that starts like shaking her or whatever yeah. it was right before after he flames he finally gets the damn blowtorch to work and flames the thing which is Palmer yeah. at the time he runs out the building i think he goes through like puts a hole in the building running out or something but then mac throws a flare and palmer explodes into nothing like there weren't pieces of him left left over or anything it's just nothing like a black spot pretty much yeah it's just yeah, <laughs> no. you would think that okay, fine. I don't understand why flares would make him explode, but whatever. I, I get that. You would think that there would still be like pieces, but no, it's just gone. Did, did you? Did, no. Okay, I think I was just like, oh shit, like he blew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely blew up. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. I might be just I might <clears throat> just be nitpicking about the movie. Like I said, I couldn't get into it, but. I saw things like that, and I'm like, where the fuck did the rest of them go? <laughs> uh, I'm reading I'm reading along your notes, and <laughs> Mac and Windows. I know, right? <laughs> I don't th- I don't think that they had like like Mac and Windows, the computer um, software companies. I don't think they had any beef. I, I assume they probably were both established in '82, or maybe not. I have to do research, but either or, there definitely wasn't any Mac versus Windows, so it's just oddly ironic that (laughs) those two names are in this movie. That's pretty fucking cool. That's a good catch. (laughs) uh, Lastly, as far as, before we like say our favorite line and and all that stuff, uh, the ending. You know what, let's let's do our favorite lines and stuff, and then I'll come back to the ending part. Okay. You You got a favorite scene? Favorite scene, I don't really remember too much of the dialogue for the favorite line. Okay. But my favorite scene would have to be where they do the uh, the resuscitation. And yep. The hand, his hand goes through the fucking, like it caves in and then like, this that whole scene actually like, the where the hand, he gets his arms bit off and the head like melts down and turns yeah. into a spider and yep. like, 
I laughed at it because it was just like, meh. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> the, the, same, the same thing for me. And then finding out that they used the double amputee to actually film that scene was, it added to it. But yeah. I agree. Um, it's Dr. Cooper. He's trying to resuscitate Vance. And then Vance's chest opens up to bite off Dr. Cooper's hands. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, I'm right there. Same scene. <laughs> I assumed Vance was the thing, but I wasn't expecting that at all. So that was pretty well. I was expecting him like, like to raise up or grab him or something, but his yeah. fucking chest to open up and rock. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was legit. Yeah. Just the fact that the chest caved in was enough, and then oh, the yeah. fucking three teeth in it. I was yeah. like, oh shit. That was wild, yeah. It was just like, that was like a whole domino effect, and it was just like, that was yeah. brilliant. 1.5 million spent very yes, well. Very well. Uh. If, that's, if that one scene was 1.5 million dollars, <laughs> bravo. Um, Shortly following that, did you see the, um, that's an honorable mention in my, I mean, it's all, I guess it's all the same scene, but the decapitated head, before it grew the legs, it stuck its tongue out like a frog and used its tongue to pull itself over. Um, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all, that was all slick. Yeah. I'd say my honorable mention would be when they were testing the blood, when he was heating it up with the needle and the fucking, the blood like was like, oh yeah, like, yeah. If you, if you freeze frame that. It's actually, like, I, th I think a claw and, a, and some teeth or something. Like, the blood turns into... Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. I could be wrong about that, but I, th I think that's... Yeah, if you freeze frame that. Um, hmm. I'll have to check it out. Well, you said you don't... You can't recall favorite lines, which I understand. Um, but this stood out to me because, like I said, the dialogue was just the... But the specifically, I can remember. Uh, right, th right there where you're talking about testing the blood... This happens. Gary, that's the guy who was originally the captain before yeah. he handed over the reins to Kirk because nobody knew if he was the thing or whatever. Uh, so Gary still tied up and they just got done testing his blood and he's not the thing. So he's like, I know you gentlemen, really calmly, he's like, I know you gentlemen have been through a lot, but when you find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter. And then he just suddenly gets loud, tied to this fucking chair. <laughs> so that... I just like, right like you're laughing. I was like, <laughs> yep, that was good. So, I'm laughing because I'm picturing it in my head, like how it went, and it's just like, yeah. you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you just the first part of the sentence all calm, and then tied to this fucking chair <laughs> or couch. Sorry, it was a couch, not a chair. But <laughs> there's a little bit of foreshadowing in the movie. I'm sure there's much more, but the only thing that I really um, noted down, anyways. Uh, it's when McReady, Mac, um, and Dr. Cooper are visiting the Nor Norwegian base at the beginning of the film. Mm -hmm. A lot of damage and environmental cues mirror the same thing that happens to their base. Which, during my research I found out, they actually use the same location, or the same burnt down for both bases. Well, so they, okay. filmed, they filmed one part of the movie, or, and then they saved that burnt part. And they went back to it, or how, whichever one was filmed first, but they used the same, like the Norwegian base when they were there, it's mm -hmm. all burnt and destroyed or whatever. When the American base gets burnt and destroyed at the end, it's the same place. They just went back to that and filmed it there. Oh, well, saves money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had to try to figure out a way to cut corners with that budget they had. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, so that was the only foreshadowing that you've seen? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the only thing I really, I really noted or anything. Um, I said I was going to go back to the um, the end, so before I tell you a few of the continuity errors. The ending. So, 
Do you think it was a clip? I already kind of know because you're more into this movie than I am. But do you think that that was a cliffhanger or was it just poorly written like the rest of it? Like, you know what, see, the very final scene where mm-hmm. Mac and Childs are sitting against the rubble or whatever. They don't trust each other. Shit. They don't trust each other because they don't know if one is the thing or not. Every, the fucking base is blown to shit. <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, what are they, did they light a cigar or something? I think he had like a bottle of scotch or that yeah. they were sharing or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. But that, it just, it just ended abruptly. I, I, it was like, did they actually die? Did, like, you know, did one of them turn out to be the thing? So, I mean, but did you, like, did you end it like, oh, were you satisfied? Oh, that's a good cliffhanger. Or were you like me where I'm like, ugh, no, no, I need resolution of some sort. I need something yeah. to happen. Yeah, I felt like I was just about to come and I just. That's. Someone just smacked my, like, well, back of my head or something. I don't know. Uh, well, as we stated in the beginning, and I'm still there, I'm, I'm only at about a four, four and a half at the most, so I don't think I was ready to come. But, that that's, oh, speaking of the ending, it's actually, um, the, the cult following that we mentioned about this movie, the fan base is still debating to this day. This is something I found in the research. Of how the how, what the end actually was like, they're debating on if one of them were the thing, because it never showed if Childs was ever infected, mm-hmm. um, or if they got saved, or if they both froze to death. Mm-hmm. So there's a legitimate debate amongst the the fans. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just add to the debate. What do you think happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I think they. They had. They might have had plans to make a sequel and not a prequel like they did. But well, go ahead, finish your thought. But then tell me, like, if this was real life, this really, really happened. What do you think happened to him? But finish your thought about the the, the sequel thing. I think if they if they planned on making a sequel, that could have left it open to make it a lot easier for a sequel. Like the fact that you don't know if either of them are the thing. If they froze to death or anything, it just makes it a lot easier to make a second movie. As far as in real life, they froze to death. Like they, they, they had, like uh, Mac had already explained. Like, look, like everything's burnt to hell. We have no power. There's no way to stay warm. We're just gonna die. So we might as well sit here and enjoy each other's company with this bottle of scotch, pretty much. Whatever. Uh, like that's just me in my words saying what. I remember them saying to him, saying to him, you know. Gotcha. So, like, in real life, I feel like they, the, you know, they probably had a couple hours because that place was still on fire. So they were still warm from the fire. And then they died. And the thing died with them. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, another thing. Um, the other guy that was in the tunnels with them, the cook. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's assumed, again, it's assumed that he died. Never shows if he died. Did he come out of there alive? Mm. Um, but I'm gonna answer the same thing I answered that you guys asked you. As far as the ending, I, I thought it was garbage. That was the worst part of the movie for me. Um, but my thoughts, if it was real life, really happened because this is the this is the way I like things to happen. Childs took a drink of the scotch, infected that shit. Gave it back to Kurt Russell. Now they're both the thing. There's the sequel for you too. Mm-hmm. 
The next movie starts with both of them fucking the thing. Not fucking the thing, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But, okay. Yeah, but like, that, that would kind of suck because, I mean, obviously this movie can't have, there it is, The Last Girl, but it still could be like The Last Guy. The, the thing could be female. No, this thing is not female. <laughs> the thing, the thing is male. He's just going around and impregnating everybody. <laughs> He's a guy from Xenia, Ohio. Oh! Shots fired. <laughs> uh, just kidding, guys. I love you guys. <laughs> well, you got anything else? I've got a couple continuity errors, and then we can get into the tropes, but do you have any other thing you want to say about the movie? Yeah, I know it's a trope, but um, boom headshot, the beginning. Uh, I would say that there was some kind of transition error where they were trying to make it seem like when he shot, the next scene was his head getting shot, but it just looked like it cut too hard for me. Okay, like they tried to do a match cut and just yeah. But I mean, the head the headshot itself was fast, like fucking fantastic. Yeah, but. I just, agree. It just felt like that was the one thing for me. And, I mean, the ending, but, you know. Okay. That's hey, yeah, that, that boom headshot, yep, that's a trope. Um, there's two in this movie, actually. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, it's fine. I didn't I didn't notice that, that thing, but I was probably just um, intrigued by the okay. fact that old man put a fucking bullet through dude's eye with one shot. Yeah. That was that was pretty was pretty sick. It reminded me of uh, one of the Terminators. I can't remember which one, but when Terminator Arnold fires his weapon at the the bad cop Terminator guy, yeah. I can't remember the names. It's been so long for that. But the big hole. I remember. I remember having a toy specifically that had this big hole in oh, the yeah. guy's head. Yeah. So that just reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, well, we are getting to the last part of the opinions about to share the continuity errors. I'll just go ahead and put it out there. I am not turned around. <laughs> I'm, but again, I just want to say it one last time. I'm not saying that it's an awful movie or that it's not a good movie. I just wouldn't recommend it to someone like, hey, what's what movie should I watch? I wouldn't be like, go watch 1982's The Thing. Just not, not my thing. <laughs> but not it's, my thing. <laughs> it's not a heaping pile of shit, but it's right. not a fucking golden nugget either. It's, Agree. It's your more... your six is is a fair a fair judgment, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's 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 all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Continuity errors. There was there was a lot in this movie, but I only took note of of three that I wanted to bring up. So, um, Childs breaks down the door with an axe, doing extensive damage to it. But several scenes later, the door is an attack. The door is intact and exactly. Um, one axle. Hmm. I said axle, not asshole. Mm, I hear that. I was going to say, you call me an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, he, he slashes at it several times, and then there's only one axle. So that's definitely a cop to air. Another one, uh, my favorite, well, our favorite scene. Uh, Cooper's sleeves suddenly roll up when Norris's jaw clamps down on his forearms. And one of his arms sever and tear away above where the jaws clamp down on them. That could just be because they're using a double amputee. And that's just... <laughs> but, I mean, that's bad. It's a continuity error for yeah, sure. Yeah, and the, the sleeve rolling up. That was like two and one there. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, the only one I took 
or wrote down was uh, when Blair is destroying the radio room, he drops the axe on the floor. Here comes the axe again mm -hmm. um, and fires his gun. When they rush him with the table, he suddenly has the axe back in his hands and hits the table with it. <laughs> so he has like magneto powers. He axe back up. But. Shit. Oh, you know, you're, you're like all this about the axe uh, makes me think about when Nick and I, which is my boss, Lopan, we're talking about the prequel. Well, you know, at the beginning, how you're saying that the axe, like how they use two of the same facilities or whatever. Yep. Well, in the prequel, apparently, like when they go over there and there, you see the axe on the wall and there's a couple other things that they actually focus on when they go over to the Norwegian base. But apparently the, they're focusing on them because of the prequel. They're using that, like they show you exactly why those were there. Oh, really? Like, uh, I'm not trying to ruin it, but the axe is when somebody actually gets, is goes axe crazy and... Oh, is there an axe crazy in the next one? Okay. Mm -hmm. and he, Trope, uh, there it is. <laughs> yep. He, they kill the thing that is inhabiting that body, but then it obviously disintegrates when the fire erupts. So that's, there's the axe on the wall, but... Gotcha. Yeah. I just thought it was... Now I'm so, gonna have to fucking watch that one. Damn it! Yeah, there's probably better dialogue on that one. Because <laughs> it goes—I mean, it goes to where they find the ship and everything. Okay. So like, it's actually pretty cool. Like, you know, like all you see is like the ship there, then a few like yards away, there's like a random square cut out. Yeah. But in the on the prequel, it actually tells you, it shows you them finding that, and then actually cutting out the square and the alien thawing. Okay. It's. I mean, it's from what he's told me. Like Nick, Nick loves movies, yeah. so it's it's kind of cool. Like I him, have him on sometime. Yeah, definitely. But like, he just goes through, and he he always tells me these movies, and I'm like, finally, I was like, you know what, Nick? What's a movie that we can watch? Yeah. And then he said the thing. Okay. So thanks, Nick. <laughs> yeah, good choice. I mean, we we have to review movies that we don't think are the best, or you know, I'm still I'm still trying to find. A horror movie, straight horror movie, that I don't like. Like mm -hmm. I've said it on the horror reviews we've done. I want someone to tell me, "Hey, go watch this movie because this is absolutely terrible," and then I want to watch it and actually feel like it's terrible. Because you know me, I love everything horror. <laughs> Have um, you seen the Blair Witch Project? I did. I like oh. the Blair Witch Project. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> all right, that's what we're reviewing next. Um, <laughs> no, <we're> not. <laughs> I like the Blair Witch Project, but. Um, Corey, our brother Corey, and our brother from another mother, Tommy, will plug their, their show later. I'm not going to say their name right now. Just their their government names. Um, no. They have talked about uh, a few movies. I think Krampus is one. Or maybe that was Jordan that said that. Somebody, I, somebody mentioned Krampus, but I know that Jordan, or sorry, Corey and Tommy have brought up on their podcast movies that are terrible horror flicks. Yeah. So... I'm going to have to ask them some that they think are absolutely terrible. Then, Even if I don't review them on here, I'm going to watch myself. But somebody tell me a terrible, terrible horror movie because I don't think they're out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Message us, uh, Two Bros in a Review, on Instagram and <laughs> let us know a movie you want us to review or a movie that you think is a horrible movie that you want us to re review just so you can see if we have the same opinion as you. A horrible movie. <laughs> I tried. but A horror Horrible movie. <laughs> oh, um, one more quick thing before we get into the tropes. Because you just mentioned it. I wanted to say something, but I didn't want to cut you off. Did you know that the Norwegians in the... Excuse me. The Norwegians in the beginning of the movie 
mm-hmm. were actually screaming out legitimate words in Norwegian. Like, neither one of us obviously speak Norwegian. So when I say, did you know, obviously you don't. But they were screaming out um, something along the lines of, that's not a dog. It's... Kill the dog. You, or kill it. That's the thing. You fucking idiots or you stupid yeah. idiots or something like that. So they were actually, if, if one of us would have spoken Norwegian and we uh, watched it right off the bat, we would have been like, oh, okay. Yeah, kill that motherfucker. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. That's, that's, that's kind of cool that they actually, I mean, I know movies nowadays do that and stuff, but like the fact that they probably took the time out or maybe somebody on the cast spoke Norwegian, I don't know yeah. the whole facts with that, but, but that's cool. <laughs> that's all I got. That's all I got. I think it's time for... Uh, Trope, there it is. Yes, sir. Okay, the first one, easiest one, is the antagonist title. The movie is The Thing. The Thing is the antagonist. Alien Invasion. Need I really say more? The Assimilator. So a villain who wants to become another character or characters and does everything necessary to consume them. This trope is most utilized in, like, zombie films. The thing is the ultimate assimilator, literally getting inside a person or animal and becoming them. Mm-hmm. Ass simulator. Uh, <laughs> come from the sky. This occurs when an object thought to be a meteorite comes crashing down to Earth, leaving a large crater, usually in the middle of nowhere. We didn't even mention this in, in our review, but the thing opens with a spaceship um, containing the thing crash landing in Antarctica. The, like... Soon uh, the, the credits roll. I, I think it's right after the credit roll, but maybe it's before. Either or, it's a spaceship floating, and not floating, but plummeting to the earth. You see it catch fire and go to the earth. Oh yeah, yeah. We, so that's why we didn't mention another thing. But that's called comes from the sky. So creator cameo. So tell me if you notice this or not. We've covered creator cameo before. John Carpenter made a brief cameo as the Norwegian number two. Yeah. You saw him? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Those creators always got to put themselves in movies. Closed circle. We've had this a few times. A situation where contact with outside world has been severed. Often used to create a tense feeling between the characters that are trapped and forced them to interact with each other. In The Thing, for starters, they are in Antarctica. So that's, that's a closed fucking circle right there. Secondly, Windows can't seem to reach anyone on the radios from the start. Later, Blair destroys their communication equipment altogether. Did I mention they're in fucking Antarctica? Yeah, he, I mean, he, he did destroy all that just so that the way the thing couldn't make it, you know, so they couldn't call for help and right. somebody come in and infect him. I mean, they already couldn't anyways, yeah. for whatever reason. But, and they're in Antarctica. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is a suspect. Uh, typically used in murder mystery type movies. Mm -hmm. This trope is used to establish the fact that anyone could be the murderer or the culprit. Uh, The Thing creates its notorious sense of paranoia from this, though in this case it isn't so much anyone could have committed the murder as any of the 12 men could in fact be a hostile, shape-shifting alien capable of creating a perfect copy of the people that it kills. (laughs) So, everyone is suspect. Alarm SOS! I'm sure everybody can take guesses what that is. <laughs> Whenever some sort of alarm is used to alert the characters and the audience of trouble or disaster. So in The Thing, a fire alarm is pulled twice um, to alert the others. Uh, once with the dog and then another time later. 
Alien Autopsy. So you know what autopsy is, right? Yeah. Okay. I would hope so. With Does does Brittany do autopsies? She doesn't. No. She doesn't. Okay. She no. just gets them after they've already been done? That's the coroner. The coroner does the autopsies. Okay. She She's a mortician. She's the, she is the last person that sees the body before it is. She's the one that makes them smile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, that got dark. Sorry. <laughs> so alien autopsy. It can't be an alien movie without a doctor or scientist performing an autopsy on a dead, on yeah, on a dead or thought to be dead extraterrestrial. So Doctor Blair performs two alien autopsies on the thing. Once on that split-headed face, uh, burnt body that they found at the Norwegian camp, and then once again on the dog. Mm-hmm. So it can't be a sci-fi movie without an alien autopsy. Alien blood. Uh, it's the best way to differentiate an alien from a human. Strange blood. Sometimes different in color or form, but always has a specific trait from your fellow human comrades. In The Thing, The Thing's blood, one of your honorable mentions was uh, how The Thing's blood reacts to the heat and tries to escape, leaping around as if it's an independent orgasm. (laughs) Organism. (laughs) (laughs) So that's alien blood. Characters dropping like flies. Characters die early and often. This trope is usually, or sorry, this trope is typically used to establish a dark and gritty setting, or to enhance realism in works that are set in dangerous situations such as wars or extreme jobs. By the end of the thing, every character is dead except for Childs and Mac, and then we assume they die as well. This could also fall under the trope entitled "Kill 'Em All." <laughs> Apocalyptic log. So it's told through a log, diary, or journal that a character used to document their activities and progress until their untimely end. In the thing, Mac leaves a log to warn the eventual rescuers. He does it, like, early on in the movie, though. Like, they haven't really found out much information yeah. about the thing, and he's already documenting it on that thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and also the Norwegians, like, showing the videos of Yeah, right. Them, so... Which, Good again, call. that's in the prequel. They go really into detail of those movies. Spoiler alert! I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we do. We give spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the dog is an alien. Self-explanatory. Um, the alien thing masquerades as a dog for a while. Mm-hmm. So, that's the dog is an alien. Uh, Bolivian army ending. This occurs when lead characters, often the heroes, face seemingly insurmountable odds. The thing ends with Mac and Child's isolated... At a destroyed base in Antarctica, unable to trust each other, not knowing if either one are the thing. They share a bottle of scotch, and the viewers are left to assume that they froze to death. Yeah. So that's the Bolivian army ending. Bottomless magazines. So do you know what a magazine is? Not like the ones you read, but mm-hmm. for a weapon? Yeah. Okay. Um, some people call them clips, but they're magazines, damn it. <laughs> Bottomless magazine. So this trope is basically a cheat code for infinite ammunition. Blair fires seven shots from a six-shooter revolver without reloading. <laughs> so he's got a bottomless magazine. I'm sure you've you played games where you've put cheat codes in for mm. infinite ammo, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hit this one earlier. I'll come back to it. Boom, headshot. Gary fires a single shot through the eye of the Norwegian uh, that's chasing the dog. And then it occurs again when Max shoots Clark in the head when Clark tries to stab him with the, the scalpel. Mm-hmm. So boom, headshot. Even though he wasn't even the thing, right? He, but he, he was just, coming. At, he was coming at him. I don't blame yeah, him. You know he what I mean? Coming out with the scalpel. So I mean, <laughs> like, 
It was either him or him. You, know? <laughs> you you play Call of Duty. How often do you you holler boom headshot? Do you ever do that? I've done it a couple times. Okay. <laughs> Eaten alive. Another self-explanatory one. In a strange but very real way. Once the thing gets a hold of you, it devours you from the inside out and leaves a perfect-looking copy of you. So that's the eaten alive trope. Fire keeps it dead. Machine guns won't work. Decapitation doesn't seem to keep it down. Kill it with fire. That's the, the basically the trope. Um, another trope that goes one and the same for this movie is a person killed by the thing will become one unless the body is destroyed by fire. Okay. So kill it with fire and fire keeps it dead. They're both they're both one and the same. Pretty much Game of Thrones with the White Walkers. I haven't watched Game of Thrones in a minute and I don't think I finished it, so I don't know the reference, but every time like someone dies they burn them so they don't become a White Walker. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. Hard to light fire. So even the simplest tasks can prove all but impossible if it builds drama to delay their completion. Like dropping keys, cars refusing to start, matches blowing out just before reaching um, what needs to be lit, all that kind of shit. In the thing, Max blood test reveals that Palmer is the thing. He attempts to burn it with the flamethrower. However, the flamethrower malfunctions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I didn't bring it up before, so I will. I'll just say it now. Um, I found I came across it in my when I was doing the research for the review. The temperatures in Antarctica are so low that the flamethrowers they were using in real life would not have functioned. Like, they wouldn't have... I can't remember the scientific terminology and shit, but the the flame basically wouldn't have... wouldn't God. have came out. Yeah. So I just... Talking about the flamethrowers again, I'll bring it up now. <laughs> Let's split up, gang! So, named after an often-used catchphrase from Fred Jones in Scooby-Doo... Let's spit up, gang, is a common tactical maneuver. I don't know how it's tactical, but this is often a bad move, especially in slasher films. In The Thing, this is even more of a bad idea than usual, given that the alien can take over the uh, take over and copy humans, and they tend to do it when they're alone. Yeah. <laughs> so let's split up, gang, is a trope that you probably shouldn't fucking do. <laughs> and then lastly, this one seems to keep popping up in all the ones that we're doing what happened to the mouse so we never find out who sabotaged the blood samples or whose shadow it was on the wall that was early on in the movie and what happened to Nalls, the cook i I said it like we were talking a little bit ago um Nalls never like what happened to him so that's what happened to the mouse uh some of these can be assumed but we never really give it a direct answer yeah so Again, a movie filled with tropes. Um, these are I just I didn't want to have too big of a list, so that's all I've got for you today. Is there any other? I mean, you you picked out the boom headshot before I got to it. I think there was another another one that you also said. Is there anything else that I didn't have listed that you thought of? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I, okay. I brought up like uh, the last girl, but that wasn't uh, you know, obviously a thing for this movie. <laughs> a thing. <laughs> No girls. <laughs> That's probably got to be a, a fucking trope. Like, boys only. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Misogynistic movies. Or misogynistic trope. I don't know. If they remake this movie, they might put a woman in it somewhere. Just for the eye candy. <laughs> yeah. Fan service. There you go. 
get some fan service. That's that's the name of the trope. <laughs> but there wasn't any in this movie, at least not for us. Okay, well. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can let these guys know, since we said that this is going to drop Saturday at noon, and our makeup episode is going to drop Saturday at noon at well. Mm-hmm. As well. Oh, well. <laughs> that uh, movie is my favorite comedy. Hands down my favorite comedy. And we've actually brought up one of the scenes in a previous review we've done. I'll save save that for when we do the review. But I'm going to go with The Hangover oh, Part 1. Like I like the other, other two, but Hangover Part 1 oh, is yeah. my favorite comedy movie of all time. What do tigers dream of when they take a little tiger snooze? Yeah, no, I, I fucking love this movie too, so I can't wait to, to get down on the review for you guys. Um, you want to plug up, plug that Instagram? Sure, I'll take I'll take the Instagram this time. Um, two bros in a review, head over on Instagram, two bros in a review, and give us a follow. Obviously, like we said before, message us there. Comment on our on all the pictures that we post and whatnot. We just need some activity over there on Instagram. But most importantly, we're trying to get us to 100 followers. So please, please, please follow us. Tell your friends to follow us. Once we get to 100 followers, I've put out that we will start doing some live reactions with the reviews. Um, and the very first one that we do... After we reached 100 followers, the very first one, I bought some different hot sauces, six, I think. Um, and the Scoville level goes up to a million on one of them, or two of them, actually. The Scoville, by the way, is the hotness, basically. Mm-hmm. So a million! Holy fuck, it's going to be hot. But I'm going to be eating something, wings or something, and dipping it in that, those hot sauces while I do the review. And it's all going to be on camera for all of you to see. But the only way it's going to happen is if we get to 100 followers. So and Two bros in a review. And right now we've got 56. So it's not like we're asking for 100 new followers. We're asking... 54. Yeah. Just 54. Come on. 54. Come on. If you tell a friend and that friend tells <clears throat> a friend, we'll get to 100 before you know it. And then you can be laughing your ass off as I'm barely getting through the review. Which also, Jay Hunt Skates, a.k.a. Jordan Hunter... Is going to be doing it with me, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, definitely. He might get a little hotter than everything else. But you can also listen to us each week on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and several other platforms. As we said in the opening, if you can't find us on a particular platform, just message us, let us know which one, and we will see what we can do to get it there. That's two bros in a review. Get there and let us know, please. Two Bros in Review Instagram, Two Brothers in Review when you're searching our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you search our podcast, if this is different, we, we're we switching roles here. Yeah. But it's, it's all right. We're going through it. Yeah. Um, after you listen to our podcast or before, however you want to do it, make sure you go over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It's that little purple icon. Um, and give us a review, a five-star review, matter of fact. Click on the little purple icon, click on subscribe if you haven't already, which why haven't you? (laughs) Scroll down to the ratings and review, click write a review, give us five stars, and then say whatever you like. It helps us climb the charts, and it motivates us to keep doing what we're doing. Every Saturday we put out one, and when we miss Saturdays for some reason, which won't happen very often, we will cover it and give you two like we are this week. So please, 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 three free things you can do. Follow us on Instagram, listen to us each week on the different platforms, and 
go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Yeah, and uh, you, know, you can also go and check out our, our brother and our brother from another mother, Corey and Tommy, uh, TRG Network. It's those random guys. You can follow them on YouTube, subscribe to them on YouTube, rather. Follow them on Instagram, and then do the same thing with the Purple Podcast. Yeah, give them a review, too. Yeah, give them a review. Uh, Five they, stars? They're fucking hilarious. Uh, Nathan was, just, we were just talking about in the garage how, how funny they are and how, you know, it's just great content. So you guys should definitely get on there and give them a, give them a like and give them a listen. Absolutely. It just says their their name is, they're, they're two random guys, but um, they have different content. They, they talk about whatever's on their minds that day. They do some video game stuff also. A lot of times the... The content is uh, about Publix. If you're from down down south, you know what a Publix is. Um, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So e- good. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, their content is great. Their podcast drops every Tuesday on YouTube. So please go give it a shout out or a check. Check out. <laughs> yeah. um, another YouTube channel that I need you to go check out for me and subscribe is mine. It's High Society Productions. It's got a picture of me with my high society hat on, my goofy ass face. It, it's it's the only one. There's other pretenders, imitators, whatever you want to call them, but I'm the picture with my hat. Please click on that. Please subscribe. I am putting in the work right now. It is what is the day? January twentieth now. Mm-hmm. As we're recording this, is January twentieth, and every day I have put out some type of content. Every day of this year, there's been a video that drops. Mm-hmm. So that's your goal. Three hundred sixty-five. Yep. I'm doing the 365 content challenge. Every day of this year, I'm putting out some sort of content. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's little quick bits. Other times it's hour-long things. But just please, 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 I'm putting in that work. I need you guys to all go check it out, subscribe, give it likes. Please do that. I appreciate it. And as you mentioned earlier in the podcast about me going to Salt Lake and making an edit and everything, if you go on YouTube, type in KW Snow. It's Kyle Webb Snow, but it's just KW Snow. Uh, I think I've only got like four videos on there right now. I've got two from last year, uh, one from Mad River this year so far, and then the Salt Lake City trip that we just went on. Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing as much as I can with this with the snowboarding while it lasts. I think we're even uh, planning a trip in Jan or April to uh, New Jersey to the indoor snow dome that they have that's oh, year round. Shit. So. We're going to try and uh, get as much out there as possible. I'm going Saturday to Snow Trails, so I'll probably have another video up by Monday. So get on there, KW Snow. <clears throat> uh, that's all that I have. Hell yeah, that, I think that's all the outlets we got, <clears throat> so we can't plug no more. But end it on that note. Make sure you go listen to the other uh, the podcast, <clears throat> Hangover, Hangover Review. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. <laughs> if you haven't already, you might have listened to that first. Either or, listen to the thing, listen to Hangover Hangover. Listen to all the other ones that we've done. Yep. And go to Instagram, Two Bros in Review. Double tap all those pictures on there. Hit the follow button. We thank you guys so much. I'm Kyle Webb. And I'm his brother, Nathan Webb. And you just listened to our review. Of the thing. Two Bros in a Review. Two Brothers in a Review. That's right. Have a good night. <laughs>